This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcoming a new dawn. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Welcoming a new dawn. I am going to dwell mainly in 2 Kings chapter 7, but I would like to start with the latter part of 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings 7 talks about the times when things were very hard in Samaria. And... Um, People had gotten to their limits. People had gotten to the, like we'll say here, the thing had reached them where they were like, God, enough is enough. <laughs> they had reached their limits in the things that they saw. And at that point, the king himself started to blame God for what was going on. Second Kings chapter 6. It starts from verse 24, but I'm only going to read verse 20, um, 33 in that part. But before verse 33, what happened was some women were, had issues. And when they saw the king, they had the opportunity to see the king. One of them raised her hand and said, okay, king, I have a problem. And the king was like, what's the problem? What do you think I can do for you in this situation? And the, the woman said, look... Things have been so hard in this country that me and my friend had an agreement. Me and this woman, a neighbor, we had an agreement. Our agreement was that one day we'll eat my, um, her own child or we'll eat my own child because of the famine, because things were difficult in the land. And the plan was once we finish eating this one, the next day it will be her own child's turn to enter the pots. So we agreed, I gave her my own child, we sacrificed my child, my child became food for everybody. When it now became her own turn, she turned her back. When the king had that, I think what hit him the most was because the unthinkable was becoming thinkable in the land. Because it's not normal for a woman to carry a child for nine months and then she will now wake up and put that child in a pot because she's hungry. It's not normal. So the unthinkable became thinkable in the land. And the thing hit the king so much that he headed straight for the prophet, the man of God. <laughs> he headed straight for the man of God, not because he was blaming the prophet, but because he was blaming the prophet that the man of God served. Verse 33. While Elisha was still saying this, the messenger arrived. And the king said, all this misery is from the Lord. That's New Living Translation. All this misery is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Why should I wait for God? Things have gotten so bad in this nation that people are eating their children and you want to tell me that God is not the one allowing it to happen. Things have gotten so bad that there's no money to buy food and you think God is not doing it. God is sitting down, his eyes are open, he's watching, he's not doing it, he's not changing, he's not planning to change situations and circumstances. He said that, the king said that. 
And when I was going through this, the thing, what came to my mind is when you blame God, you're saying that God doesn't care for you. You're saying God doesn't love you. You're saying God has, has turned his back on you. Where is God in this situation? Where is God when everything is going wrong? When we as God's children say that when we blame God, it's because we don't know the nature of God. God's nature is good, his goodness. God, God is love, but his nature is good. That's why like the worship song we sang, his goodness is running after us because that is his nature. So if somebody's nature is good, it means that person has nothing evil to give. Hallelujah. It means that person has nothing evil to give. If you searched all of God's portmanteau, if God has portmanteau, <laughs> if you search all his suitcases, if you search his cupboards, if you search everything, you lift the carpets in the throne room, you go into God's inner room, you lift everything, you'll find no evil there. You'll find no evil there. Which means that when things are not going right in our lives, God has nothing to do with it. His hands have nothing to do with producing things like that. That's why it says goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. Why? Because the Lord is a good God and mercy has, comes from him. There's a mercy seat in heaven. And that mercy seat means that any time we need the mercy of God to show up on our behalf, that seat calls it forth. Mercy will surround you throughout this day in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is on that mercy seat. So when we need the blood to speak for us, Jesus goes there. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us. He ever lives. He's always standing. So when things are going hard in, in our lives as God's children and we turn our face to the Lord, Jesus says, Father, remember I gave my life that they will not go hungry. I became poor that their needs will be met. I went without food so that they will have food to eat. Father, remember, remember, remember. And God remembers you. And God turns his face towards you. And God causes his favor to shine upon you. And God causes increase to come your way. He causes abundance to come your way because there's an intercessor that stands on your behalf in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus is always there. That's why when things are going wrong, when things are happening, instead of saying, God, where are you in this situation? That's the time when we need to call on our intercessor and say, Baba Jesus, senior brother, I need, I need some intercession at this moment. And he will intercede for you in that situation in the name of Jesus. One thing I want us to notice is verse 33 is the last of chapter 6. We go to verse 1. The moment the king said what he was going to say, that God was to blame, the prophet spoke up. The prophet spoke up. Verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. 
The moment the king said those words, the prophet countered the words. We need to learn to counter the words of the enemy when he speaks to us. Because the words we allow to settle in our hearts are the words we will eventually speak out. And the words we eventually speak out are the words that become reality in our lives. They are the words that become reality in our lives. Let me give you a very simple illustration. Ludo. How many of us know that game? <laughs> you play it to while away time. There was a time I was playing, that was many years ago. I was playing with, um, with Reverend and um, well, that time uh, Sister Elizabeth was still alive. And we were just playing Ludo. I remember when we started the game, I said, I said, oh, anytime I play this game, I don't win. I said it before we started that game. Ah, don't say that now. How about it's just a game? You shake your seed and, you know, six comes out and you move. Brothers and sisters, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, six did not show up in my... <laughs> I mean, six did not show up. Everybody's seed was reducing. My seed was maintaining. <laughs> Why? Because the words you speak, they go into the atmosphere and they become reality. You might think it's, it's just gist, it's just gist. But as you speak the words, you see, our words go into the atmosphere and there are two beings that are waiting. There are two beings that are waiting to carry those words and run with them. If you speak the words of God, the angels of God are waiting. They'll carry those words and they'll fly with them. But when you speak negative words, when you speak the wrong words, the demons are waiting. They might they'll carry those words and they'll make them come to pass. And that's when you now start saying, eh, I said and God did not do. What did you say? What did you say? Did you join me to say, when I play Ludo, I do not ever <laughs> bring out a six? Or are you the type that will say, ah, small child's play. As I play, in fact, every time I turn, it is six that I get. <laughs> what do you say? The moment the king said the Lord is to blame, the Lord dropped a word in the prophet's heart. For us, we might not have a prophetic word coming, but we have the word of God in our Bibles. And that word in our mouth is the word that makes a difference. So when you are with friends, when you are in your circumstances, even if you are listening to the news, learn to counter what is being said. Because as we counter the words of the enemy, we are creating the atmosphere for the right words. We are creating the atmosphere for the change we are trusting God for. We are creating the atmosphere for things to turn around. And as we do that, the words that we speak will become reality in our very four eyes in the name of Jesus. God is a faithful father. And he does not say something that he's not ready to do in our lives. The prophet said, tomorrow by this time, food will be so cheap that everybody will get more than enough. How possible? What is a siege, first of all? 
Because in verse, um, chapter 6, the Bible says they, they were sieged. They were surrounded. A siege just means when you are surrounded by enemies, you cannot go out. It reminded me of some time in Kaduna where that our Abuja road, that our Kachia road, you know? <laughs> it reminded me of a time where for many people, before they will step on the roads, they have to fast and pray. If it is not compulsory, very simple, but Oliver, let me sit in my house. So there was a siege. They were surrounded by enemy forces. So they could not get food. Prices of things goes up when things like that happen. I'm sure we can all attest to that. Prices of things goes up when things like that happen. Because there is no inlet, there is no outlet. The prophet said, ah, this is what will happen. He was quick to declare God's word over the situation. Don't leave an environment with negative words ringing in your ears and heart, in your heart and mind. Don't. Learn to counter negative words as they come. Immediately they come. If you are in an environment where you cannot say it out loud, talk to yourself inside. Because it is you that needs those words. It is you that needs those words. The person talking doesn't really care. Or maybe he doesn't know. But as we learn to counter the enemy's words, as we learn to boldly say what God has placed in our heart, what God's word says in our heart, you'll find that those words become reality and what we are trusting God for comes to pass in our lives in the name of Jesus. You remember what our Father in the Lord always says, faith that says nothing does nothing receives nothing. Faith that says nothing, does nothing, receives nothing. So we need to learn to say something. And what we need to say is what we want to come to pass. Our words will create reality, even in our environment, in the name of Jesus. When the widow of Zarephath, we're not going to look at it, you can just write First Kings 17, 12 to 14 down. When the widow of Zarephath was speaking negative words, the prophet was quick to speak right words to her. When he asked her to bring food for him, that they will not have food to eat, that um, he needed something, she was quick to say, man of God, I don't have enough for you. I have enough for my son. A little bit left over for myself. But for you, the third party, I don't. He was quick to say something. He was quick to say, don't worry. Go. Even though he was speaking the words of the Lord, he said, go. As you obey, you'll have more than enough to take care of your son, yourself, myself, for the next number of years, for many days. And the Bible says the many days ended up being the three years. You will not lack even in these times and in these seasons in the name of Jesus. You have a word of God for your situation. You have a word of the Lord for your situation. The word of the Lord is goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Evil will be far from you. The word of the Lord is the blood of Jesus speaks for you wherever you go day and night and it protects you from the eyes of the enemy. The word of the Lord over your life is you will always be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath because that's what your father has said concerning you. Let's learn to declare God's words. And as we declare those words in our lives, we'll find that we are creating a new dawn. We are creating a new day 
even in our lives and in our circumstances in the name of Jesus. Dominion is always expressed through the words we speak. Dominion is expressed through the words that we speak. Dominion is expressed through the words that we speak. Which means that when we say something, those words either place us here or they place us beneath. If we choose to declare the words of the Lord, then we are telling the enemy that we are seated far above him. We are telling the enemy that we can bruise his head with our heels. Speaking the right words, speaking the words of God causes situations to change. And what God says will always come to pass in our lives in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 6.31 God's mind concerning your new dawn is that this is a season of compensation. I always say that. It's a season of compensation. Proverbs 6.31 says when a thief is found, he'll restore sevenfold. This is the season of a sevenfold return over your lives and over your situations in Jesus' name. So whatever the enemy has stolen, he will restore sevenfold. He'll restore sevenfold. If time has been wasted, he will restore sevenfold. Which means don't settle for less than that. Don't settle for less than that. Don't settle. If your faith carry uh, septuplets, I'll be waiting to call them. <laughs> Don't settle for less than. Because when the enemy is to restore, he restores, you know, all the arrears. He compiles the arrears together. And he locates your house. He drops the arrears in your house. And you have cause to go around shouting and praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what's happening. So a new dawn comes, we have the right to declare what we want for this new season. And as we declare God's word, God's words will always come to pass in the name of Jesus. God's purposes are time sensitive. God's purposes are time sensitive. And they take a prophetic declaration to bring them out in their season. God's purposes are time sensitive. And it takes a prophetic declaration to bring them out at the right time. When you hear that word prophetic declaration, the first thing that comes to your mind is, okay, that means we always need daddy to prophesy. You are the prophet of your own life. Yes, your pastor gives a main word. He gives you the general word. But you are the prophet of your own life. You are the prophet of your destiny. So what do you want for the new day? Declare it forth with your mouth. Declare it forth with your mouth. I just told you what happened to me and Ludo Games. The same way it happens with Ludo Games, it can happen with you on a daily basis. If you are the type that says, anytime I queue for fuel, just as I'm getting to the gate of the filling station, they will close and say, fuel is finished. If that's what you say, that's what you get. <laughs> Hallelujah. They might either say fuel is finished or they say, oh, God, time don't do for us to close. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> you are the prophet of your life. You are the prophet of your destiny. That's one thing that God has given to us as his children. The ability to use our mouths to decide what we want in our lives. As we learn and as we speak what God says over our lives, we'll find that things will change around us in the name of Jesus. 
God didn't plan for his people to die of hunger. But until the prophet spoke, nothing was going on. Nothing was happening until a declaration was made. God said, by this time tomorrow, a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. Do you notice that the prophet did not pray before he said that? He did not fast before he said that. In fact, when you go to verses um, about 30 of chapter 6, he was with some elders. They were just talking. They were just gisting. When the king came with his own declaration and said, ah, this your God is not a good God. This your God is sitting down and women are eating their children. How can you convince me that this God is good? The prophet just turned and said, thus said the Lord. The God that you're saying is not a good God says that tomorrow by this time, the food that you are looking for, the food that you've been crying about and you think is not available, it will become so available that it will become like sand in the ground. That's what he said. That's what he said. And the moment the prophet said it, the angels of God went ahead. The angels of God went ahead. And they started bringing that word to pass. You see, one thing is this. Thank God it has, the season is changing slowly. We, we are not sure where it stands as at today, but sure, it is changing slowly. You see, the thing is this. Once seed is dropped into the ground, it starts to do something. Yes, it will die first of all, but life is coming out of it. The prophet spoke words. He declared words. He said, by this time tomorrow, food will be very cheap. The words he spoke were seeds. They went into the atmosphere and they started to do something. I don't know the time difference between the time he declared the words and when the um, lepers picked up the words, but I know it was the same day. It was the same day. The lepers were not in that meeting. The lepers did not have access to be in the inner caucus of the people that decided what was going to happen. But when the seed of the word went into the atmosphere, the seed started looking for where it will rest. It started looking for someone that will make the words a reality, someone that will bring God's word to pass. And as it passed the fronts of the lepers, the lepers decided to start talking. They were gisting. One of them now said, look, we are sitting down here. Just read on to um, verse 9 of chapter 7. We are sitting down here. If we sit down, we'll die with everybody of hunger. Let us carry ourselves, go to the enemy's camp. What is the worst that will happen to us? They will kill us there. But either way, we stay here, we die. We go there, we die. Either way, sha. But at least maybe we'll see food to eat before we die on the other side. <laughs> So they went up, they stood up, the three of them, the four of them, they stood up and they decided to start going. But do you know something? The set time had come for something to happen in that nation. The set time had come for there to be a change in the circumstances. So as they were walking, the enemies were hearing something else. As they were walking, the enemies were hearing the sound of chariots. They were hearing the sounds of weapons. They were hearing the sounds of things going wrong. And fear gripped their hearts. Soldiers, seasoned soldiers that had fought wars before. They had four lepers. The Lord magnified the sounds of the lepers. The Lord will magnify your sounds before your enemies in the name of Jesus. 
where your enemies have been looking at you and thinking of you as a small person that doesn't have any power, that doesn't, that can't do anything, the Lord will magnify your sounds before them. When they see you, they will flee from you in terror. It was so much so that these soldiers, seasoned soldiers that had fought war before, they ran for their lives from four lepers. Why? Because the seed of the word had gone into the air. And God said, change time has come. So I'm saying to you this morning, change time has come. Change time has come. God says over your lives, change has come. The things you have trusted him for, they will start to show in this season. Because God is set to do a new thing in your lives. Praise the Lord. The soldiers, the, the lepers went. There was nothing. And do you know something? There was one stupid man. Sorry, I, you know, there was one stupid man. The man that the king was leaning on his hands. He heard the words. May we not speak the wrong words in our set times in the name of Jesus. He heard the words of the prophet, verse 2. And he said, even if God opens windows in heaven, Habba, prophet, Habba. And those were the last words he spoke over that situation. Because when the lepers came and reported to the king and everybody was running, in the process of everybody running, he fell. And he couldn't stand up again. That would be the story where your enemies are concerned in Jesus' name. Your words create your atmosphere. Learn to say the right things. God will always move based on the words that we speak. God will move based on the words that we speak. Parents, let's watch the words we speak over our children. I can't say this enough. I can't say this enough. Learn to speak the words, the right words over your children. Sometimes what we call generational curses are just people saying the same things over and over, not knowing that they are placing curses over their children's lives. You will not amount to anything. You will not go beyond riding a bicycle all your days. You will not go beyond this level all your days. When you speak words like that over your children, all you are doing is you are entrenching the words of the enemy in that life. And if it is something that has been in the past in your family, you are just saying it's going to continue in this child's, in the next generation. Parents, we have the right to stop generational curses. We have the ability. Remember, dominion is seen in, in your words. We have the words with us to put an end to generational curses. So when the enemy comes to your life and says, I want to cross through the umbilical cord to the next generation. I want to pass through the umbilical cord to the next set of people. You as a father, you as a mother, you can stand up and say, enough is enough. It stops with us and no more. The next generation and the years ahead will be for signs and wonders. They'll stand and excel. They'll excel in everything that God has declared they will touch their hands to. And as we declare such things, you'll find it coming to pass in their lives in the name of Jesus. The words that we speak are important. Generational curses, they are, they are things that can be broken. But somebody has to make a stand. Somebody has to take a stand. And it's never too late. It's never too late. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 7. I've told the story, but let's read from verses 3 to 5. 
There were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here till we die? If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we live. If they kill us, no problem. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. There was no man there. And they went ahead and ate and drank. And they made sure they had enough to fill. Your words and your actions determine when your fruits come down. Your words and your actions, they determine when your fruits come down. If you believe that this is a new season, if you believe that this is a season that God has set for you, the right words will cause your fruits to come down. The right words will cause your fruits to come down. The prophets spoke the right words. The lepers agreed with the prophets and they picked up on the words and they ran with the words. As we run with the word that God speaks over our lives, those words will bear fruits in our seasons in the name of Jesus. We know Amos 9.13 verse by now. Amos 9.13, we should know it by now. Yes, indeed, it wouldn't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you will not be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. Every fruit knows when it is ripe. And every fruit knows when it's supposed to fall down. We have mango trees here. If my children are not disturbing the mango trees, birds are disturbing the mango trees. But one thing I realize is this. If there are those that are at the very top and they ripen, a time comes when on their own, because they are too ripe, they drop. Some of your blessings will start to drop like that. There are some things you have waited for. There are some things you have looked at. There are some things you have told God that, uh, God, when are these things to come in? When are these things showing up in my life? What I'm here to tell you this morning is that this is a season when things will start to drop without much effort on your part in the name of Jesus. Things will start to happen so fast around you that you will not understand. Somebody sent me a message this week. He said, Mommy, I don't understand, though. This year alone, the number of awards and the number of uh, um, monetary awards that have come to me, honestly, I don't understand what is happening. I said, ah, it is a season. It is a season of increase. It is a season of acceleration. It is a season of compensation. And more and more will come where you are concerned in the name of Jesus. You might not understand what the, what the Lord will be saying and what the Lord will be doing. But as long as the season has changed where you are concerned, receive God's blessings over your lives. Because as they come, they will leave you with mouths wide open in the name of Jesus.
the lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. And this is the season where those lines will start. You know what it means when the lines fall for you in pleasant places? It means that the ladder is here. The top of it is in the third heavens. And as long as the top of the ladder is in the third heavens, it means that anything that goes up, ah, the answer will come down very fast. The angels will start to bring the results. The angels will start to bring answers. Just like Jacob's uh, ladder, when Jacob was sleeping and he saw the angels going and coming over your life and over your circumstances, the angels are going to be going and coming back with results, going and coming back with miracles, going and coming back with answers because the lines are falling for you in pleasant places and a new dawn is rising up over your life in this season in Jesus' name. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's rise to our feet this morning. The lines are falling for God's children in present places. We have goodly inheritances. So even when it looks like there's nothing happening, the top of your ladder is in the third heavens. It's in God's presence. And God has your face before him day and night. He's looking at you. Your needs are before him. Your requests are before him. And as you keep your eyes on that ladder, you keep your eyes on the Father who is at the other end of the ladder, those needs will locate your houses in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the season change where your people are concerned. I stand and I declare with them that even as this season has changed, Every blessing that belongs to your people will locate their houses and their environments in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare that things that have been tied down, things that have been locked and forgotten about, they will start to be released in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, payments that are due your people. Payments that have been held down for months and years. I declare that those payments will be released into the right households, into the right offices, in the name of Jesus. Father, there are words you've given your children and they have put them aside and they said, well, maybe it is not, it was me, maybe I ate too much Gary that day. Father, I declare that those words will start to bear fruit in their lives in the name of Jesus. They have taken time to incubate in your presence. They have taken time to grow in your presence. This is the season, Father, where they will drop into the laps of your people in the name of Jesus. They will drop ready to be seen by everybody around in the name of Jesus. For you that has been having dreams, not uh, you've been dreaming dreams in the night of things that you are trusting God to come to pass. And you've been telling yourself that this thing is a long time. I don't think it will come to pass. God says, I should tell you that you are having the dreams because it is a time for it to come to pass. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for a new dawn in the lives of your people. Thank you for a new season in the lives of your people. As we go ahead with your word, we will see things change where we are concerned in the name of Jesus. Father, we appreciate you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles. Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. 
Twitter and Mixler at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.